Hey there, I'm Susan. And I'm Jessica. Welcome to the Eavesdrop on Us podcast, where we have real conversations about what it's like to be in business these days. Pull up a chair and welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Eavesdrop on Us podcast. I'm Jessica. And I'm Susan. And as we wrap up, this is our last episode for 2023. I almost said 2024 because my mind's already thinking about next year, but this is our last episode for oh. the year. And as we were tossing ideas around the table, you know, Susan, you you brought something that was really interesting. It has, which really has nothing to do with resolutions or goal setting or all the other kind of, I think, cliche important things entrepreneurs have to do. But I really like this topic that you brought to the table because I think it's something that as business owners are thinking about 2024 and what they want to do, I don't think this is a question they're using to evaluate their decision-making, their progress. So I'm going to toss it over to you to give some context. Well, there were a couple of items that we talked about. And the one I'm really interested in is what questions are you asking yourself at the end of the year? You know, where do you want to go? How do you want to get there? And more importantly, are you committed to doing anything? And I do mean anything different. Fascinated by this dynamic of we're going to do the same thing, but hope for, pray for, wish for something different as an outcome. And you know, the, the reality of the situation is it just doesn't happen, right? So I, I, it's a dynamic I'm seeing often. And I'm actually even seeing folks double down on it. And it's it's a lesson that we learn in, in primary school. If you want something different, you need to commit to doing something or thinking something or saying something different. You had a an instance come up this week that I think showcases that point. So, so what was it that you were like? We've got to talk about this. Like this has well, to be a conversation. A prominent board of directorship reached out to us and asked if we would come in and provide some support, guidance, and leadership in developing what their priorities should be and could be in the year twenty twenty four. So it's really an offsite, right? It's an opportunity where all stakeholders get in one room and basically we try to figure out or triage and a technical term here, triage what competing priorities should in fact be one, two, and three. And the reality of the situation is once this senior leadership team member reached out to me and said, hey, would you consider? And of course, I, yeah. It could be great for everyone. And I was actually quite excited about it. That aside, this person believed they had the votes lined up for them to go forward. So this person leaned a little above the tip of the skis, if you will, on this one. And we had a lovely, soft agreement. Okay, well, go do this and you go before your board and present it, yada, da, da, da. All right, this person believed they had the 15 votes required. And yet, when they got into the room, what happened? Ooh, the archetypes show up in group dynamics. The sniper, the one that's quiet, attends everything, goes along, 
gets along, but does nothing new or different. In fact, they like things just as they are, whether it's good, bad, happy, sad. They don't want to change. They absolutely want things to stay the same. Well, this person prevails. And how do they prevail? Well, they got the ears, they got the attention, and they got the emotionality of the room. They got the momentum, and they turned the vote around to not go forward. Now, as you might imagine, I was disappointed, sure, but I was more disappointed on their behalf because what a missed opportunity. We're going into 24, you have a new board, you have committed individuals, and oh yeah, let's keep doing the same thing. So we're going to get along, go along, and meanwhile, everybody is going to keep passing them by, including opportunity, including needs, including potential. Everything will continue to pass them by. Why? They're they're voting on staying in a place of inertia. We're going to stay put. But here's the sick part, and it is sick, and it is a really ugly, actually necrosis that sets up in a board. We're going to push this off to everybody else around us. We're not going to do what we're supposed to be doing, leading, nurturing, supporting the membership or the senior leadership. We're just going to go along and play along and not do a thing. And what that does is basically it shirks the responsibility down line. And it, it creates terrific frustration. I mean, to the point of where people get really angry and dispassionate and check out and basically leave an organization because they don't see the evolving momentum. They don't see the opportunities being seen. They don't see a leadership team doing exactly that, leading. They're just treading water. Mm, what a heartbreak. Now, I think it was the first point that really stood out to me. If we think about deciding what you need to do differently next year to kind of get where you yeah. want to go. And so I have yeah. I have more of a strategic question for you, Susan, which is so often we hear from a business strategy standpoint, when you own a business, you have a strategy that works, simplify it, mm-hmm. do those things until you get bored, right? Because you're going to really master them, perfect them, dial things in, all of that. What's the fine line between doing those things that work and saying, I'm going to keep doing these things because they work. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. I'm not going to second guess things. And then the line between I can keep doing those things, but I'm not going to get anywhere. Do you see what I'm asking? Like, I think there's a place of inertia and playing it safe. Yeah. Okay. So let me define inertia. Lack of movement and vision. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe so that you can stay up to date with all of our amazing episodes that we're going to release. And hopefully this has you thinking about things twice. Come over, have a conversation with us. We'd love to have a conversation with you to take that next step. But not with us, we're certainly going to put you in the right direction. Make sure you go over to IWantToCollaborate.com. Back to the show. Oh, okay. So I think it's a, it's a matter of you could be doing certain things in your business and mm-hmm. getting results. And it's like, well, why would you change that? Because it's silly because it works every single time versus you could be well, doing things in your business. 
Well, work meaning you're finding clients and customers. It's, you know, you're able to grow the business in terms of team, revenue, et cetera. Precisely. Versus you're doing things and things feel busy and it kind of looks like you're getting things done. But, but, you're it, not. but you're not. So I think that's an important distinction for listeners, which is we are not suggesting throwing your strategy out the window because not at all. it's no. quite the opposite. Yeah. It's if you are, if you found yourself in 2023 and you look back on the year critically and honestly, and you say, I really, we didn't get to where we wanted to get. We didn't get the results we wanted to get. And your plan is to do the same thing in 2024. That just seems so. <laughs> so talk more about that, Susan. Well, yeah, it seems silly, doesn't it, from the outside? And that is the value of bringing in an outsider, not to say, well, that was stupid or that's silly. It's to bring in the lack of emotional bias. An advisor and a consultant at that level, we come in dispassionately. We don't have serfs and turfs to fight over. We're about creating collaboratives, coalitions towards the outcome. And so I bring in voice for the organization, not the individuals that make it up. More to the point, if the goal is to grow membership, an intention is to grow membership to such an extent that we can hire full-time front office staff, but we're not going to do a damn new thing. We're not going to pivot. We're not going to change. We're going to keep things going just as it is. Yikes. That's malfeasance. That's a malpractice as a leader. And your, your responsibility is to what? If we want that as an outcome, then we have to put things in place towards that. Now, we could say, well, wait a second. If they lock themselves into a boardroom and hash it out, okay, well, they just saved themselves some money. Great. They lost a day or or so, not so great. But now you have to ask yourselves, are we asking of the, that particular board, are we still going to the workhorses? And you know what? Anybody listening that's been on a board of directorship knows who the, I'm speaking of. The ones that like to be, you know, active and present and accounted for and do the work. But you know what? You can only ask them so many times to do more. So I think it's the it's the matter of, we bring this to a, a typical business owner, right? Not there's no board, there's no big group. It's usually them or a small, you know, one or leadership two other people. Team. Yeah, it's a small leadership team. Yeah. I want to double my business. Well, of course you do. Okay, what have you committed to get that? And if you haven't thought that through to the last step, that's unfair of you as a leader. Your role and responsibility as a servant leader is to soften the ground, clear the way, make possible those goals and achievements that you want to achieve. Make it happen, but you have to clear the way for your team. It's not enough to say, hey, team, we're going to go grow our business by double. Yay. Team says, great. Okay, how? No, no, I'll just do more. Do more of what? Do more of what? I know we hear that all the time. It's like I want to, you know, increase my revenue or I want, you know, I want to go big. And we're like, okay, so first of all, what does that mean? And second of all, what's your plan to get there? You know, what actions are you taking? And in many cases, what I think what we're uncovering here is in crafting that 
the biggest mistakes that we see are people either not even thinking of that in the first place. And they're like, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. And if I give myself some space over the next couple of weeks before January starts, I'll be able to like figure it out. I'll just figure out what I want to do. And and it's that. Yeah. That's the insidious, harmful, toxic behavior. We'll just just in time figure it out. Well, hold on. You may work that way as the business owner, founder, visionary, but your team doesn't do that. And that's grossly unfair to ask of your downline team members to do that. They're W-2s in most instances, meaning they're employees. That's not in the contract. They're there to go do their job, do it exceptionally well, and go home. Not to do it after hours. Not to stress over it over the week. That's not their role and responsibility. It's yours. So if you're doing your job, you actually wouldn't be doing that on the weekend or after hours either. But let's face it, that's what we do. So if we say we don't want it, well, that ju- it just takes discipline. It takes commitment. It takes bringing. So ultimately, Jessica, it comes down to how do our business leaders, owners, founders visionaries how do they check themselves how do they protect themselves from their personal bias i will forever ever obviously i'm expressing my bias you need an advisor to hold and teach and help support you to be more accountable to be a better servant leader to you and your team. Honestly, it's the personal bias that robs us of those moments. I have one, you have one. I mean, we walk the talk. So ultimately, you know, I after that call today and after having that experience, it was wow, you know, what a missed opportunity. And such, and that's what I mourned most was the opportunity of that potential could be actualized almost effortlessly, to be honest with you. And that's the part that I'm having a hard time with. But that's my thing. That's, you know, I think what we can all learn from that is how can we protect ourselves from not having that event happen, not being robbed of the benefit and potential of what could be. Um, well, just putting it safe. Yeah, that's really, I think, where I wanted to go with this is, is I think that certainly there's the, I have to be aware as I grow my business that I'm going to have my own personal biases and I'm going to not be able to see certain things. And I need someone to help, help me see those, help me uncover what those are. But really, I think what we're also getting into is this idea of playing it safe. And I wondered if we could just, for the benefit of the listeners, as they're thinking about their business, talk about some signs that they may be playing it a bit too safe in their business especially when they're thinking of what I want to do in 2024 and and how I want to reach my goals and if I want to grow bigger and all of that. How are they playing it? Can I just say, what a great question. Well, I'll just say this, Susan. If you know that Vogue on YouTube, this is a side side note, you know that 73 questions? Yes. Like that would be, that's like, I missed my dream job opportunity because uh, I just want to go ask people questions all day. <laughs> well, in this, it, well, that was a Terrific question. Okay, so how do they know? What is what's the tangible evidence in their day to day that they should be, quote unquote? What are the signs that you might be in a place of inertia? 
Well, because here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I think the people we're speaking to generally, these are not new business owners. These are people who they've been in business. No, I'm talking to the advanced kids. Yeah, they're making things happen. So I don't know if they're necessarily even aware, like we see it, that like you are playing it safe. Like you say this is what you want to do and you've gotten this far, like, but but you're playing it safe and this is how you're playing it safe. Because I don't think there's an awareness necessarily that they are. There isn't. If you feel like you're coasting, you are. If you feel like you're trusting and understand I'm using air quotes around the trusting and trusting or trusting your team to deliver your vision entirely, you're in a place of inertia. It's almost like, here's your sign. If you're in a place where, you know, your prices have not gone up in the past year, you're in a place of inertia. If you find yourself saying, oh, we can't afford that. Oh, we can't do that. Oh, I don't know if I have the time for that. You're in a place of inertia. And every time we limit, diminish, marginalize, and quite honestly, talk down any opportunities, yeah, your eyeballs deep in inertia. Inertia you're, being? You're not moving. You're not moving. And therefore, well, well and, and I think that, well, that inertia could look like you're still making money. Things are still happening in the business. But here's the thing. There's been triggering it. That's yeah. the end of it. Yes, you're generating income. Okay, congratulations. But if you haven't been playing the game here for a while, guess what? Things have increased in prices. So if you have not passed those costs on, you're losing. You're losing ground and you're in a place of inertia. If you defer decisions, well, let me take that on next month. You're in a place of inertia. Now, this is meant to be provocative. I also think, you know, something that I personally use to tell when like, wait a second, am I playing it too safe? Am I not really stretching myself here? Is if I don't have like the butterflies in my stomach before I do something, like if I don't have that, whether it's, you know, I'm about to get on a sales call and I'm about to position something new or I've increased the pricing or I'm about to say something a little bit different in an email or a social media post or I'm about to go speak to an audience on this new topic or I've added some whatever, I've, I've adjusted it or something. If I don't have that like pit in my stomach, mm-hmm. that's how I know I'm in a place of inertia. Yeah, take a look at your group too, who you hang with. Mm. Oh, let's talk more about that. <laughs> ah, it's one of my favorites. You know the old adage, tell me your top three friends or five friends, and I'll help you discover who you really are. Or are you the nicest house on the block? You know, you never want to be that house. We you'll see- never recover it, right? No, because we see this a lot too in the example of joining masterminds or groups of other entrepreneurs or networking groups, you know, you're part of these like tight knit kind of communities. Mm -hmm. And I think if you've kind of like hung around or stayed too long. Yeah. That's how in a place of inertia. Yeah. Like, I mean, can we talk 10 plus years in the same B&I group? You're in a place of inertia. You are. I love those groups. I mean, honestly, folks, if you really knew my passion and advocacy of those particular groups, 
you you just be scratching the surface of my mad blind passion for them. I really do believe in them. I'm a huge advocate of them, but I'm also a huge believer in evolving. And I have well, to say that always wins the day, you know, because what happens is these people go there for a morning clutch group. They're not about helping you find, but and I've seen this, and this is the point. When you, and that's why I brought up, take a look at the people around you. If they're not hustling in the, in the best of ways, folks, I'm not talking about, you know, the negative of the hustling. I'm talking the positive. I want to grow my business. I want to grow my skills. I want to grow the opportunity. I want to be of more service in my marketplace. That's what I'm speaking of when I say hustling. If you're not doing that and the folks around you aren't committed to that, yikes. You're in the wrong room. You should be in a room where, quite frankly, you're the um, you're the vanilla. You're not the nicest house. You're not the junkiest house. You're not the richest person. You're not the poorest person. You know, both are vanilla in this instance. You want to so take a look at your friends. If they're chilling and they're really just kicking it back into neutral, well, then you know what they say. You are who you're with and you're in a place of inertia. This is not the time to be on the sidelines. This isn't it. Because I'll predict those that are on the sideline right now, you're at risk of losing your business within 12 to 24 months. And I will die on that hill. This is not the time to phone it in. Get up, dust yourself off, and get in the game. Hire a coach or advisor. Get real on what the honest opportunities are. Try like crazy to neutralize, if not mitigate, what personal bias or narrative that you may have created in your head and get it done. This is the time to do so. Now, everyone's focused on what am I going to be when I grow up in January? Uh Uh-uh. This should be a conversation you have every Monday with your team, regardless of the month. Regardless. So that's my point. Well, I, I I think it's a time in which, and I say this lovingly, trying to pick the word of 2024 or like vision boards. Like I'm not saying those things don't work, but I think what we see, because we're in the trenches with business owners every single day, we have dozens of conversations in our networking and, you know, various, you know, meetings. I think this is a time where that kind of feel good stuff has to be. Get a puppy. Well, I think it has to be matched with, the hard conversations of what have I been avoiding? Am I playing it safe? Why am I okay settling and just being satisfied? I think that's a bigger question because if we think about the groups that you're surrounded with, the activities that you're doing, if it's just phoning it in, like, why are you okay with that? Like, why are you settling for that in your business? Again, another great question. And this is the point. Is I it don't know that they're in that place, by the way. Well, I know that's why we're having this conversation. Yes. I think it's, it's, the, it's yes. that awareness of like, have you been in the same group dialing it in for the last like couple years? Have you been surrounded by the same people? Have you been doing the same thing? And it's just like you wake up, you do things. It's rote at this point. I mean, that I think should be your wake up call for like, wait a second. Things have got to shift. I've got to make some changes. That's what happened to me with I was in a terrifically performing 
BNI group. And then in two years, I noticed half the group was using it as a coffee clutch. And I respectfully resigned. I, I needed to be challenged, stimulated, encouraged, nurtured, taught. I, I needed a rich learning environment where, you know, hey, we're all in it to show up at a bigger, hopefully more lucrative, productive place at the end of whatever we're doing. Which, but you know what? That happened to me too. It's this, so important. This, this was a, if we use that example of, of BNI, right, just as an illustration, I think it's that point. I think it's the behaviors of the group. But then I also think it's that, wait a second, I've got to temper the emotions around this because I think it's, yes. it's a, it's a le- well, it's a level of, I feel I comfortable. That. There's predictability. There, It's stable, right? It's I fun. Like I, yes. I go get it done. I think there's, you know, this is a parallel to lots of different scenarios in a business, right? But I remember having this conversation with you. This was pre-COVID. This goes back a couple of years. We were like, yeah, I was like, do we renew and keep going with this? Do we try something a little bit different? And we grounded the conversation in, let's look at the data. Let's uh, let's look at the numbers. It was like, wait a second. Let's look at how many referrals we have received. Let's look at how many referrals we have passed. Let's look at closed business we have experienced in the last 12 months from this particular group. And the numbers right. just weren't there. And so with that, you know, we, we ended up making that decision. It was like, well, time I to- I think what really drove that too, right? It, I, to your point, well done. Um, we monetized it, right? Mm-hmm. And through that exercise, but then we asked a really important question. Is it fun? Is it still fun? And, you know, so way back when we first started sharing our thoughts and belief systems and dreams on this podcast, we also brought it. Fun's really super important to us, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, fun is being encouraged, nurtured, supported, challenged, growing, all of those components and it just wasn't there. But but I think that's also like part of fun is yes, there's a feel good component to it. But I think fun also means that you're being mentally stimulated, that there's the um, butterfly pit in um, your stomach when you're trying 100%. to think it was so I think I think it's one of those where like it's not always about like this is just so fun and I'm having a great time. It's like my I'm being challenged creatively, yep. like I'm being stretched, like this, I'm being engaged in a way that I wasn't before. And so I think that is, I think, an important question. And we've been such a good, I think what's so fun about us being in business together is that we have been able to have those conversations of like, wait a second, when we're assessing opportunities or really looking at what we've done, and especially as we're thinking of 2024, it's like, okay, so what isn't producing? What's kind of stagnating for us and also what is just not fun because again I think there's that in a in a very chaotic world right now I know people are seeking stability I know people are seeking I just want something predictable however and profitable and profitable yes yes so I'm just gonna stick with this even if I don't really like it I it's whatever it's 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 getting me something but see that contributes to the inertia Mm mm-hmm I'm not going to rock the boat. I have what I have. Better to have what I have than not have, right? And my greatest concern is when I work with our clients, I tell them consistently, you know, just because you created this opportunity doesn't mean it's a prison sentence. 
you're not in jail. You can evolve, change, and grow and have it grow with you. And that really requires an outside perspective. That is damn near impossible to do on a singleton journey. I mean, look, is it impossible? No. But I would be hard-pressed to, if you put 10 entrepreneurs in front of me, I'm not going to say all 10, maybe one, maybe, and I'm giving it two. But those eight other people, that's a hell no. That's not getting done on their own. It's not. No, I think it's one of those where it gets pushed for like, well, I'll just wait. I'll just figure it out later or I'll just mix it. Yeah, I think that's really what ends up happening is with the best of intentions. It's like, I'm going to sit down and sort this out and figure this out. And I've read the books and I've taken the courses and I can just kind of figure this out and solve this on Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. And then before you know it, it's like six weeks later and it still hasn't gotten solved. How many times have we heard, if only I did this earlier with you? I think it's really, it's, it's looking at, it at time. Two. It's, it's the value of time. It's, it, you know, trying to, you could spend a lot of time and it can feel very difficult. And ultimately I think be more confusing because then you get inside your head or yes. you could just sit down with somebody. And that's the point, isn't it? There's yeah. the hidden bias, the head, right? And what I was alluding to with um, one, two, three different businesses that we're working with, very senior businesses, 20 years plus in business. And each one has said to me emphatically, why didn't we do this earlier? And I'll tell, and each time I had the conversation with them, because of course I want to know, right? So the questions, ah, asking questions, I asked them questions about, well, why didn't you? Well, I, I didn't think we had the money for it. I didn't think I had the time for it. I didn't think I was at a place for it. And the reality is, yes, yes, and yes, you did have it. You had all three. It's you talked yourself out of it. Because here you are on the other side of that mountain going, dang it, why didn't I? That was goofy. And there's the point, is that our bias will tell us, no, 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 don't do it. You don't know what you're doing. Better to have what you have than lose what you've got. And that's the place of fear and lack. But that's another conversation. My point here is don't allow yourself to play smaller, be smaller, and play safe. Because honestly, what you're probably doing is creating a double down effect on a place of inertia. And the world will fly past you right now. It's it's not the time to play it safe and sit on the bench. Just as a well, and I think I think we're very reasonably sounding the alarm, not for people to yes. panic, but as we enter this year, I think what you just said, this this the behavior of kind of coasting, tolerating, I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Good word. Is isn't that a good word? Coasting. That's what I keep thinking of. It's like I'm just gonna coast, you know, not make waves. I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing because it's working okay. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. I think that you said it earlier so well, and I think we could probably wrap up on that point, is you're not serving your business, your team, or more importantly, yourself, if you continue to engage in that way. Yeah, I appreciate you. 
Yeah. Yeah. I know you're today. You're like, I am on fire. I've got a point I want to make. So I, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I think those of you listening, you know, from the bottom of our hearts, this is if you are committed to your business and you want to see your business thrive in 2024 and beyond, this is the time to, you know, pick up your head, collaborate with someone and solve those problems so you can, you know, avoid the coasting and really get what you want out of your business and and your life. Yeah. So let me speak to the person that may be hearing this past the preparing for 2024. You're hearing this with great reason and intention. Take a look around. Jessica asked a great question. What are, what are the tangible signs and what's going on around you? You That's affirming that you may be in a place of inertia. Really cue into that. And if you find yourself in that place, just give us a call. We'll love to walk you through that. And if it's not us that you choose ultimately to partner with, well, good golly, we have more amazing folks that we could happily connect you with because is the point to do something productive to keep moving forward. That's the point. And I think with that, thank you so much for a very honest, heartfelt conversation today, Susan. Well, thank you for creating space for it. I appreciate it. Yeah. And with that, I will see you next time. All right. Bye, folks. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, remember to hit subscribe and to stay updated, head over to IWantToCollaborate.com. I'm Jessica. And I'm Susan. See you next time.